real official. Real official, as official as it gets, y'all. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that soundtrack real quick. Let's let's get a little uh, a little something from Al real quick. Tell us the name of this song. Oh, sure. oh I know this song. Yeah, the song right here is called Harmony, produced by the boy Jay Sonner out of Santa Clara. I like this music video. Yeah. Hear no echo off no wall though, this shit ain't hollow Call me some amigos and I make sure they all know If you ever need me, I'm just a call though My cousins, my loved ones, my hundreds of follows It don't mean anything if we can't come to an agreement It's time to level up and get the ghetto little greener I'm talking little things like planting seeds and litter cleanups I don't wanna preach, I don't claim to be a genius When I let my hair bang, they say I look like Jesus When I let my nuts hang, that's when I feel the freedom Way I built my city up, I feel like Ikea They wanna cut me out the pick, I got no idea This for my teachers, my students, my peers My beehive in the garden, I've been building for years With this queen of mine, honey, I'm blessed Been busting response Yeah, that's Al right there, y'all uh, That was the first joint I wrote when uh, COVID started Oh, shit That was like my first, like, oh, I got time Yeah Let me write something Yeah, we had a lot of time yeah. <laughs> hey man, well shit, first and foremost, uh it ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, it's your boy BQ, right here in the heart of Silicon Valley, right here in downtown San Jose, right off Sofa District at Emlyn Labs, as y'all know best. And uh we are in for a very special interview, y'all. This has been long overdue with my good friend Al that fool. Al. Yeah, like, say I, that. Did I say it right? I said Al that fool Al. That fool. I, I, Al. I said your name twice, but it's all good. Hey, I just had to give you a nice warm introduction, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. I wanted that. you to feel very welcome on the podcast set, you know what I'm saying? It's been a long time since we've known each other, actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel at home. It's like yeah, we... I feel good. You we, mind if I take my shoes off? I do mind. Nah, I just feel like, go ahead, bro. I ain't good. I'm good. I showered. Whatever like, makes you like feel... Like an hour ago. I'm as long good. as you don't got stinky feet, bro, you know what I'm saying? Good, I hate people that, they're like, hey, can I take my shoes off? Their shit, their shit's stinking. Uh, yeah. I've had people get, come, let me get comfortable. I had people come to my house, take their shoes. I said, bro, put that shit nah, back put on. Put them shit back on. <laughs> no, nah, I'm fucking around. Um, but yeah, man. So for the ones that don't know, my good friend Al here um is a musical artist based in San Jose, California. Um sure. born and raised in West San Jose or I, all over. All really. over. Huh? Yeah, I spent the majority of my like once I was conscious of where I was yeah. at, I was on the west side. But yes, yeah, before that, I was on the east and kind of all over. And uh, this individual also, you know, serves the community in multiple ways, you know, from litter pickups, just like he said in the song, from being a teacher, mm. a servant in the community. Um, you know, we appreciate your work, man. I've been that's really how I got connected with you in the first place, For real. doing community work and uh, you know that's right. And then just, you know, supporting was that before COVID? That was like right before COVID, yeah. Like the year before like going into it. Yeah, right yeah, like literally going into it. Yeah. We did We uh, met on some like let's do some some clothing giveaways, yeah. let's do some yeah. food giveaways. Yeah. That's literally how we started working. That's dope. Yeah, low colors when they have the Keystone location, they were um you know, I I don't know who arranged it. I don't know if it was you or whoever was doing it. They um just got the location to mm -hmm. um get donations like clothes all sizes. I had stuff. a hand in it. I don't remember. It was me and like a couple of the artists at Local Color, yeah. mm -hmm. and then I don't know how you got into the fold. I don't know either. I just insert myself everywhere, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, tight. hey, how can I help? I'm here now. You know what I'm saying? No, that like, was big. That was big. So, but yeah, stuff like that though. Now, now look at us. You know, we've we've worked together with Culture Nine Market. You know, I've helped yeah. you out with uh, you know musical stuff. Mm -hmm. Connecting, you've connected me with a lot of artists in San Jose mm -hmm. and beyond. I've met artists through you. 
um through the whole mm. last two years bro so mm. i'm very thankful for those um it's probably been know, three those years now yeah no it's been three years it's going on three years yeah my first event with you was um one of the first night markets right here in this parking lot yep uh, yeah and since then i could say that some of my proudest uh stuff in the city or just as an artist as an organizer has been the fact that through culture night market I have a hand in probably, I, I lost count, but I want to say booking close to 100 yeah. acts. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. Like, if how many events have you guys done? It's almost 100, I would say. How many events, though? Almost 100, I think. 100 events? It might be more. No. I think it's For almost, real? I think it's almost 100. Because we did 70 last time I checked. Swear. That's it's crazy. It's probably 80 now, actually. 80, I've it. probably had a hand in, like, 80 percent of the events yeah. maybe not all of mm -hmm. them and in those i've we've booked three to five to eight acts every time like you know five plus acts every yeah. time like that adds easily up. yeah that's dope bro and like you know i had to book myself a couple times of course and, and man Shit, that, you know we need a little love from out yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah but it ain't man, right it's been dope honestly it, it gave me a cool little opportunity to run some plays because i was able to book some artists from out of town yeah and be like, hey, I got a spot for you. Yeah. When it comes back around in your city, let me yeah. know. You know, I, you know, mm -hmm. reciprocate that love. So I've been able to run some plays where I was able to get myself out yeah. of town and, mm -hmm. and connect with some other networks by opening the door for yeah. those artists out here. So that's, that's big. Kind of that's cool. big, big organic love right and there. And that's man. how you do it. You can't just, everything can't be a, um, what do they call it? Like a, everything's got to be open ended. Yeah, you know, like mm -hmm. a like this conversation, it can't just be yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. So when we have a chance to book artists, it's not just a one time thing. It's yeah. like open the door, and now how can we, you know, Continue, help each other grow? Continuously build. Yeah. yeah. What mm -hmm. do you need? What you got going outside of the music? Yeah. Because what's been dope is to see a lot of us, a lot of like you know yourself and a, myself, a lot of creatives around here are are not just musicians or just yeah. artists we yeah. got a lot going on we got yeah. nonprofits that we start we got you know careers nine to fives like all mm -hmm. types of shit you know so yeah. it's cool to like braid it all together yeah yeah I ain't gonna lie, bro. I think I could hear better without these motherfuckers on right now. I'm gonna just take you it talk out. me into wearing. Nah, I know, but I feel like my shit's hella low. Can you turn it up a little bit? I feel like my shit. I, I have to like really listen to that shit. I'm like, hold on. My bad. Sorry, y'all. We had to, had to make sure this is done right. Well, right. We could cut that out, yeah. right? No, it's good. We're going to leave it in there, man, because we want to know this motherfucker real. Mm -hmm. All right, ain't no bullshit going on here. Don't panic. It's Don't organic. Exactly. We're uh, So, um, <clears throat> so I want to... Obviously, we have our history. There's so many directions we could go because I, I'm thinking about three years ago, I think two years ago, even this year, like there's just been a lot of adventures and experiences we've had with each other. Um, we've been talking about doing this podcast yeah, since for, before for you started a podcast for a minute for a minute long <laughs> yeah. time when it was the amlin podcast when it was the low-key facts podcast when it was the art of vision podcast i'm like shit bro you know how you know how it goes as a creative we always evolve we always change things but mm -hmm. yes we have spoke about it for a long time but i think it was meant to be now because mm. there's so much like information that we can give the viewers and the listeners now because we have experience working with each other we've both grown as individuals and like we've experienced our own uh, mm -hmm. trials and tribulations. So I think there's a lot of like value in this conversation. Um, but before I start going into all those, you know, stories and stuff, I do want to give uh, yourself an opportunity to kind of give the listeners that, you know, 
don't know who you are. Maybe this is the first time they've came across you or heard about you. Like, what would you, you know, tell someone that asks, you know, who you are? Like, how would you explain it to them? Um, you know? Yeah. Well, shoot. Thank you for yeah, of course. For giving me the platform. Um, honestly, it's like a day to day thing. Like, I feel like whatever I'm into at the time, that's usually what I'll lead with. Right. So right now, what I'm into is. Uh, getting back into the music so yeah. this this month you know july just started i don't this might come out at the end of the month yeah. but this month i got um a bunch of studio time booked and i'm i got a bunch of music that's just been waiting to get yeah. recorded mm. so that'll basically be like my next album so mm. i'm really about to get into that mode uh studio time and then um yeah, like, uh, you know, I'm a, a middle school teacher, counselor, youth mentor. Mm -hmm. And right now it's summer break. So what I'm focusing on is uh, working out with some of my student athletes. Mm -hmm. So a couple of times a week, I'll go to the school, open up the gym um, and, you know, just get like open gym runs, get some basketball training going. Because uh, I'm, I'm really excited about um, uh, my basketball, my youth basketball team, yeah. because I'm going into my third year with them. Nice. And we started out, they were sixth graders yeah. and they never played before. Yeah. I got a bunch of kids who, you know, half the team was born in different countries, yeah. you know, never don't have a lot of resources at yeah. home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was raised on the football field and baseball mm -hmm. field and sports teams and with good coaches as yeah. like father figures and all that. So mm -hmm. I know how valuable that is. Yeah. Um, and just to see the growth from sixth grade, the team we didn't win one game yeah. in the whole year yeah, from yeah. JV and varsity. Oh yeah. And then this past year we won a couple games, went to the playoffs, got a playoff yeah. win, got knocked out in the second round uh by the team that won the championship. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, a couple of days after we got knocked out, it was a championship game. I loaded half the team in the car. We drove to the game Damn. with the, the jackets on, oh, yeah. sat in the crowd and watched the game. I'm like, we're going to be here next year. Yeah. Um, so so we planted that seed and then we were able to get in uh, Seven Trees Community Center League, yeah. like a spring ball league. And we just finished that up, uh, went to the playoffs. I think we lost to the team that won the chip too in that, in that league. Um, but i'm re we're returning like 10 yeah. eighth graders next yeah. year so honestly it's, it might sound funny but that's like what i'm on right now yeah, i'm no, hyped i'm hyped for these kids uh i got like some homies that i grew up with it's it's a cool little like full circle thing because yeah. uh i didn't play basketball past middle school yeah i was more focused on football and baseball but uh in middle school i was on a basketball team uh with my boy zach stevenson mm -hmm. who went on to be like a dope player in in uh high school and played some college ball and stuff and now he's a he's a personal trainer here mm -hmm. in in the valley and he trains a lot of uh like the catholic you know like the private school kids mm -hmm. and and all that and uh he's opened up his doors to help train some of my players mm -hmm. so it's like this full circle like i grew up with dude and then like 20 years later yeah. now he's helping me with the middle school team again um and like it's just you know, just different networking, different stuff like that. So I'm hyped. I'm hyped for the for the basketball team right now. Hey, that's fun though, man. <laughs> Hello, other stuff. You know, music, organizing, yeah. all that. But really, yeah, like that's, studio that's, time, yeah. basketball time. So those are the two ones right now, keeping yeah. your mind. And occupied. then a bunch. I think this is a cool time, like you said, for the conversation too, because I've been kind of out the way the last mm. you know few weeks, couple months, and haven't been too active with like what you got yeah. going on mm. and, and culture night market and everything. So it's a good opportunity for us to just catch yeah, up for sure on camera on mic and yeah. just you know keep it real well first and foremost you know big big uh empowerment to the youth i think that's big you know what i'm saying i think that's can important. i plug some real quick of course always hard workers union hard workers union you so don't know now you know it's a 
it's a non I'm, i don't even know what to call it it's not really a non-profit we have a fiscal sponsor yeah um so it's like just a little you know little llc little youth group that we're starting and we basically started it uh the homie uh theo actually yeah. who's doing Theodore. some of the artwork yep. for us um yep. for the night market he designed this logo with some of my uh inspiration some of my guidance you yeah. know designed a really dope logo we just started selling merch and sweaters and nice. hats and stickers and stuff with the logo on it yeah and um you know a lot of we didn't set out to start a brand but yeah. like a lot of brands like streetwear clothing brands they're they're really trying to build a story behind the brand yes. to sell the brand because a t-shirt is a t-shirt yeah but you got to have a story behind For it sure. right yeah but what we're doing is like we have the story first mm -hmm. and it's a real thing mm -hmm. it's a cause that mm -hmm. people are really down to get behind so you know like a $20 t-shirt will turn into like a $200 donation yeah. just because they yeah. want to see what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. And so that's, that. It, it's not really a brand, but it's just like a thing, a way for us to like get in some donations. Yeah. And mm -hmm. last year, like with the basketball team, I was able to raise enough money to get um, some dope team jackets. Mm -hmm. And like this year, we're going to try to get some new, new uniforms and, you know, all that. But um, yeah, we started the, uh, my, uh, my boy Lakshman Drevis, who's, uh, he, you know, he drums with me when yeah. I do my music thing. Yeah, yeah. And, he's got me into so much dope stuff that we could get into you yeah. know as a conversation unfolds but him and i started this together and we've gotten a little bit of funding and mm. now we're really trying to run some youth camps and uh, a lot of like nature immersion like outdoor yeah. stuff mm -hmm. because um the whole idea started right when when COVID popped off and the school shut down there were still a couple months left in that school year yeah and uh our uh our school shut down everything was remote but then uh, my boy and I had a classroom open on campus for kids who didn't have access to internet yeah. or you know computers or anything like that. And it turned into like a little safe haven like mm. for some kids who didn't have places to get food, didn't yeah. have places to get you know all their re all their needs met. And so we had we had our classroom open the whole never took a day off of mm. the whole you know pandemic. And and the zip code that we're in too is like what they said was like the hardest hit zip code in in the whole county yeah. for covid so we're staying prayed up you know staying hydrated you know staying with yeah. on the vitamins and yeah. all that keeping it solid and you know uh you know uh thank you know thank the creator you know mm -hmm. we stayed healthy and mm -hmm. was able to provide for a bunch of a bunch of youth but yeah that that whole moment really um inspired us to like man let's get some kids off these computers yeah. let's get some kids outdoors let's mm -hmm. get some kids from the city out into the mountains mm -hmm. let's let's teach them about their their health their well-being their mental health you know and uh it kind of just has has snowballed into like mm -hmm. something bigger than what we imagined and this next year um i'm actually looking to uh acquire a vehicle mm -hmm. you know get a van going and be able to like yeah, you know take anywhere. really yeah. scale up the work that we do mm -hmm. as far as like like you said like the litter cleanups mm -hmm. the community garden mm -hmm. stuff the all the give backs all the um the, the sports really being able to take kids to to different gyms yeah. around the city and mm -hmm. scrimmages and practices and all that mm -hmm. so yeah it's 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 all happening you know organically pretty pretty solid yeah, thank very thankful for that uh, yeah. opportunity to be able to be in that position to have my head on straight. Yeah, get get through all of my shit that I had to get through yeah. to get to the point where now I can give back. Yeah, so that's that's really where I'm at. Well, big shout out to Hard Workers Union. You yeah, know if you, you want to join know. the union, you know, hit us up on Instagram right here, Hard Workers yeah. Union. They can Thanks buy, for they letting can me buy plug that. They can buy hoodie shirt. Hoodies, sticker. we got some patches made with that on the bucket hats, yeah. um, zip up and a hoodie and a crew neck actually. It's all available so, online. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we're or working on the website a, right now. DM. You just got to holler at be us. Be a DM Yeah, for now. word of mouth, you know. But yeah, come support. Um, all for good cause. I really, uh-huh. um, I really do appreciate your work because you work with kids. You work with young um, underrepresented communities, underprivileged yeah. students. Um, and I think that's that's super important. I'm from my take from just you explaining all that and kind of understanding what these kids go through. I'm assuming that you kind of had an upbringing where you might have not had the same or you might have similar circumstances yeah. that made you inclined to serve these for kids. Sure. Is that yeah. is that the case? For sure. I mean, the, the population that we that I serve now is like, you know, uh, kind of on the border of like north side, east side San Jose. Um, and and a lot of the students have it. A lot harder than I had it growing yeah. up, but yeah, I mean, I come from single mom, you know, teenage mother, you know, broken home mm. two, three times over, yeah, small family, you know, all that, all that. But uh, we made it out. Yeah, mom, mom's a hustler. Mom, you know, held down multiple jobs at a time and never let me really like get too out of pocket. Yeah. I was mostly into sports and like at that time too. You know, I'm a I'm an '80s baby, yeah, so when i was coming of age yeah. we was outside for sure you know till the lights I mean, came on and sports. after that you yeah, know yeah. and so we didn't have i didn't have the cell phone or anything like that yeah. until high school and so like I, thank god you know I, we was you know lighting <laughs> fireworks and throwing water balloons yeah. and doing all that stuff so and i grew up on a block that had a lot of kids so and we were all kind of like from broken homes so yeah. we just like really clicked up and yeah was able to create a family that way and honestly sports bro like i had so many good coaches growing mm-hmm. up that like i said were like father figures and just kind of like steered us in the right way and yeah kept us busy you mm-hmm. know if it wasn't sports it was like skateboarding and you know chasing girls and all that yeah. but yeah <laughs> never never got too far out of pocket but yeah. definitely had some hard lessons to learn but yeah yeah well that's what's up man we can i salute you for your work keep doing what you're doing um and i hope other people you know follow your movement or create other movements that yeah. are inspired by what you have done because i think that's uh very needed i think right now is like really crazy time period we're living in because back in the days distractions and things that kept you off of the the path of whatever success or whatever you want to call it um was like gangs or like it was uh girls or yeah. it was uh you know what i'm saying it was just like these tangible things that were in front of us yeah. now it's like social media is everywhere you go and kids are getting pulled in from multiple directions. Mm-hmm. And if they're already in an underprivileged situation, it's kind of like enhancing the For distraction sure. and enhancing the obstacles. Sure. So I, I I definitely appreciate when I see people from our generation, um, when I say our generation, anyone that's an adult right now yeah. until yeah. their late 30s or yeah. something, yeah. like doing stuff for the 25, kids. 25, 35. Yeah, it's just because like, range. you know, there's always discussions about like, oh, these kids, like this generation, what's mm. up with this generation? I'm like, bro, y'all raised this generation. Mm. Like y'all have to start doing some accountability. Like we're all adults now, you know, like for the longest time I was the naive one or I was the one uh, getting into fights or getting into trouble growing up. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, um, you know, I'm 28, but I turn 29 next week. That's right. Hey. And then, um, you know, I, 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 I've done some self-reflection where it's like, you know, what what has my behavior enabled? You know, mm-hmm. what, what have I done to, like, enable certain things that maybe I don't agree with now? And I think if we all as adults in this generation can, like, reflect on what we're doing, mm-hmm. um, we might be able to save some time to help serve the new generation yeah and that's why i i really appreciate people doing work now at the age we're at is because it matters more than it ever did you know what i'm saying it's like it's uh it's so important whether it's through doing stuff you're doing when you're taking the time out of your day your job 
to serve the kids in a in a kinesthetic hands-on experience or if it's by demonstration mm -hmm. meaning like you're leading by example like you're yeah. doing things to build things for positive outcomes and then the youth see it yeah. and they get inspired by it yeah. and then they want to be a part of it in yeah. some way like i think th there's multiple ways to serve the next generation you know yeah. what i'm saying i think there needs to be more conversation about that and shit and, and that's that, why i fuck with what you do bro. It, that's i appreciate it thank you yeah that that really affected also like my art and everything too and like how i present myself because like when i first started working with youth um i i avoided having like online interactions with my students and stuff yeah right because we're all on social media they're yeah. all on social media yeah it ain't hard like when we're around and we go to field trips and we go to different places or yeah. we have guests come on campus yeah. they'll be they'll shout me out be like, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's how oh <laughs> yeah. that's your teacher whatever whatever yeah. and like they're they'd be like why do you know so many people or yeah. why is this why is that and then i was kind of like wasn't really on like my first year at the middle school i was i i taught um like a creative writing like a hip-hop class yeah. yeah and but i still separated like my personal that full yeah. art from that yeah and then as the years went on um i would like i guess some students found me online or yeah. whatever and then yeah. and then i you know i had to go back and i there's a couple of music videos that yeah. i try to delete and try yeah. to get off Things the internet but yeah. uh I mean, for better or worse, you know, it's all part of their process. And like, yeah. we, we learn and we grow from that stuff. But, yeah, now I feel like I'm in a space that's hella authentic where, like, yeah. I can be proud of yeah. the work that I put yeah. out and be proud of the work that I 9 to 5 yeah. and, like, doing during the day. Yeah. And then also they affect each other. Yeah. So it's like I have stories in my music that is directly inspired from like my counseling and mm. stuff that I do with the students yeah. and then, and vice versa, like things yeah. that I learn in the entertainment world, um, how to, how to entertain a room, yeah. how to have connections with people. Mm. I bring that into the classroom and into yeah. those experiences too. So it's just like that modern, that modern, it's just like the time that we're in right yeah. now. If you just look online, uh, on like TikTok or whatever, there's so many young teachers yeah now and like my the staff at the school that i work at is hella young yeah and so there's just a whole new dynamic of how to relate with the students yeah and like, it's very different some of it is probably not the best yeah you know like and we're still learning but um thank god you know i work at a like an alternative like a real small school yeah and we have a lot of freedom to kind of figure things out and do yeah. things on our own and write our own curriculums and and kind of like do a lot of field trips, a lot of, you know, a lot of different stuff that a lot of public schools and other schools um, don't get to do. So mm -hmm. it's a blessing. Yeah. I'm really trying to soak it in and just learn as much as I can so that I can uh, keep scaling up and expanding yeah. into new networks, new, new demographics and all yeah. that. So multiple responses multiple responses where's the foremost hip-hop so beautiful right hip -hop. You, you yeah that's what people, started it all you get to see people like evolve and grow it's like when you listen to nas in the 90s you listen to nas's album recently yeah like you could hear the like the tonality and mm. the growth in his words and the things he's talking about i mean that's kind of what i take away from what you just said right like yeah. you said i had these old visa videos and this this and that Bruh. but even now that you've gone to a place where you've embraced your authenticity yeah and you've like leaned into it more yeah. as opposed to like you know blocking it out and i and it's interesting because I, I relate with that so much because i used to be emlyn right all the time emlyn doing fucking vlogs in foxdale with cuddy banks and uh -huh. fucking doing interviews with RIP, like, you know rip but you know what i'm saying like just being in certain uh environments that 
you know, I used to work in sales. I used mm-hmm. to be in professional rooms and mm-hmm. corporate offices. And like, you know, I never really brought that to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was always fearful of like, you know, getting misconstrued of my identity. Like, yeah. oh, you know, like, you know, you're not professional. You're not capable of this work because you're a knucklehead or some shit. I, and I feel yeah. like, you know, now I've gone to a point where it's like I've embraced what I went through in my life. I've embraced what I've dealt with growing up. Um, but I've I've just let that help me become more of a redefined version of myself. And instead of like, you know what I'm saying, be yeah. being like conscious and worried about how people view it and more so like look what I what I am now because of what I went through. I'm that much more intelligent, more smart, more uh, mm-hmm. you know, confident in what I'm doing because I went through all this shit. You know what I'm it's saying? It's it's hella important to be aware of that too, because I think us as growing up in San Jose and being where we were at yeah. in the Silicon Valley is a world a world renowned place where people from all over the world travel here to do business here. We are in a very particular yeah. special demographic yeah. of like, yeah. bro, like I, I attribute a, a lot of my uh, work after high school. You yeah. know, I didn't really, I didn't do the traditional like college route, yeah. mm-hmm. but like I worked um, at a lot of, I worked for like a lot of security companies yeah. where I was doing like overnights and all types of stuff mm-hmm. at, at the biggest corporations in the world, bro. Like I yeah. was like a, chef at google yeah and uh, i did security at apple at Mm -hmm. adobe at some Mm -hmm. other tech companies and like being to see behind the curtain yeah like at apple they literally have black curtains all around their campus Mm -hmm. that you're not allowed to go behind oh shit so like they'll be like working on prototypes they'll be working on like the apple car like shit that ain't even out yet yeah yeah and then when they go home at night they'll put a black curtain around the whole thing wow and it's like the world don't get to see that yeah but us as kids coming out of you know mm-hmm. out of the silicon valley just yeah. san jose you know trenches and shit being in these spaces getting to peek behind the curtain yeah seeing how these operations are ran and then when like when levi stadium opened um i worked there for like the first two years yeah i was on the field yeah <laughs> on the thing the first thanksgiving game yeah. when uh richard sherman and them was eating eating uh, turkey legs on the yeah. on the field yeah i i was on the field for that i was on like yeah. i used bro you talking about when they played the broncos nah the Super Bowl? nah Wait, no, that was panthers panthers and uh, you, i don't know what you're talking uh, about 26 no when the when up. the seahawks on thanksgiving oh yeah, yeah. the nine it was oh, like yeah. kaepernick and all them yeah. and so like that those first couple years at levi stadium it was so chaotic and yeah. unorganized. I don't know if you remember, but they were in a rush to like open the stadium before that season started. Oh yeah, and and the field was messed up. Like everything was like half done. Yeah, and our our as security, uh, we had a locker room that was in the tunnel, in between the visitors' locker room mm. and the Niners cheerleaders' locker room. Mm. And so I would pop out to go to the bathroom, and I remember like Marshawn Lynch putting on his helmet right yeah. there, like yeah. Drew Brees. Uh, hell of uh, the eagles yeah, like all, all types of like yeah. bro like i got in the elevator and like troy aikman was in the elevator yeah and i'm just like what like this it's is wild. crazy so yeah. like seeing behind the curtain and seeing how these big ass world famous billion dollar yeah corporate institutions are ran yeah really is a unique experience for us as yeah. street kids as no, hip-hop true. as facts. entertainers yeah. and then applying that to like what we do yeah is it, it i feel like it makes us like hella dangerous and, and no and you're both, hella you're hella, you know you're hella on point with that shit it's because like there's like in la right 
people grow up in LA, but time to time they might see someone film a movie. Yes. And they're just like, damn, like that could be us type shit. But people I see in your, other countries, they're like, yeah. bro, that's the movies. But, like, they but don't know our, how to... This is our version of it, right? Yeah. We get to see like, you know, the apples and the Teslas uh -huh. and the shit out here in the world. And honestly, bro, Silicon Valley has so much history. Like, I'm the type of weirdo where I'll start looking at like old articles and old shit about San Jose back mm -hmm. in like the 70s or the 60s and what made it so different. But, you know, bro, this is just a fact I learned, but it's like the guy at Stanford that made Huey Packer or some shit like mm -hmm. that, He uh, Stanford encouraged all the students to, like, build corporations, build companies, yeah. but, like, or work for a big company. Yeah. But I think one of the professors at Stanford was, like, encouraging people to make companies mm -hmm. and be in this region. Mm. And, the, and it was like a, it was kind of like a, a, a movement where, like, everyone started pursuing startups but they stayed within this area just, for whatever reason and to, to speak on that like what we were just saying about having the privilege to be yeah. here and be in these rooms just two weeks ago this is just like a random little side thing that you said because of stanford but two weeks ago i was um sitting with some elders and and one of them suggested to the other one hey you should invite alex to that think tank that you go yeah. to yeah and 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 they start telling me about it yeah and it's, uh, I'm not going to say their names or anything, yeah. but it's like a, a long time professor at yeah. Stanford who is retired, yeah. who has an office there, who holds literal think tanks yeah. with people. And they're like talking about bringing me in yeah. to, they're like, yeah, he, he's, he's got a good, whatever, mm. whatever. Like you should be able to get in those rooms. And yeah. it's just like, bro, people don't have yeah. those opportunities. Oh, like no, that's man. crazy, no, you know? And man. I don't know what I'm, a, I'm yeah. doing there, but yeah. it's just maybe for feedback, maybe yeah. there's just a reflection. You gotta take advantage of the like, rooms though, man. Crazy, you get in the rooms, you squeeze in there, you gotta start taking notes, start yeah. and one more shit. One more thing about the, uh, about the, the Levi Stadium. And, you know, I'll say it now because it's been so many years yeah. and having the little, you know, the Bay Area wiggle and the hustle and having yeah. to have multiple incomes and all yeah. that, it got to a point where uh is when uber started popping off too yeah right so and the 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 stuff at levi's was so unorganized that you could go there i could go there clock in yeah and then go back to my car yeah and clock in on uber yeah and then drive people yeah. to the game yeah, that yeah. i'm supposed to be working at yeah yeah so i'm i'm like yeah you know what i'm saying you yeah, gotta yeah, try yeah. to you know you i did, finesse, definitely man. did that for a few games hey, and then bro. and then the super bowl came and uh, I actually opted out of working the Super Bowl just because, yeah. like, I was like, bro, that's doing way, yeah. way too much. Yeah. Like, I, like, that would be a cool opportunity. But yeah. at that time, too, I was still hella into, like, yeah. watching football. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro, I'm just going to watch the game. <laughs> like, I'm not really trying to do all that. But, yeah, legendary, bro. Like, Frank Gore, Patrick Willis. Hey, like, man. Niners franchise. We need a Super Bowl, man. But Young we got Cap. A, lot of, a lot of legendary shit. They're going to win one in the we next couple years. We still need a couple years. minutes. Walk over, we good? All right, cool. I think they're going to win one in a couple years. It's inevitable, bro. Yeah, the script got leaked, though. I think the Bills are going to win it this year. We said the script got leaked. Yeah, Josh Allen, saying. man. I don't even know. I don't even really keep up with it too much anymore. I keep up with the Niners, like 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 in the NBA, too. Like, I watch yeah. most of the Warriors games, but I can't really get with, like, that Be that should be, like, sucking your time and energy. Like, you'd be watching. You're going to spend a couple days a week doing nothing yeah. but consuming the television it's like I'm yeah. not, i don't even have a tv like if i want to watch a game i either yeah. got to stream it or i got to go some go to my mom's house and watch like that's like yeah. honestly if it wasn't for my mom's love of sports i would probably not even be like 
heavily yeah. into it anymore yeah. like that but that's something that we have um definitely been able to bond over yeah. like as i've gotten older too yeah. it's like i'm gonna go to mom's house on sundays watch all the games yeah it's a big warriors game let's go do yep. dinner let's watch it like yeah. I think that is a um, something that sports would do for sure. It's yeah, like that's bring, the only thing bring, I can see bring and keep families together. Yeah. I also tear families apart though. <laughs> yeah, you got one Raider. I got a picture. Fan. I got a picture um, when I was like one years old that somebody in my family. I don't remember who. It might have been just like family friend because yeah. like my mom had me when she was so young that yeah. I was kind of raised by like all her homies and yeah. just like the friends and yeah. like you know. But uh, I have a picture and my whole family is like Niner fan, like yeah. diehard. And I remember telling some of Alden Smith actually yeah. when I when he was on the team. Yeah. I remember telling him, I'm like, bro, like, it don't even mean it don't even mean the same to y'all as it does to us as fans. Yeah. Like you guys are from Missouri and, yeah. and t- Texas and Florida. You're coming to work. You're yeah. getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. My family, like, we're not religious. Like this yeah. is our Sunday get down. Yeah. Like, this is our church. Like yeah. we, I know more about the Niners than you will ever know. And yeah. you're a, a player. Yeah. But I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. Like, yeah. they, you know, whatever. Anyways. But, uh, uh, what was I saying right before that? <laughs> you were just talking about how uh, it brings people to your family together. Oh, sports. I have a picture of myself as a one year old, uh, all in Raiders, like oh, a, a, a Raiders beanie, a Raiders sweater, the Nike Cortezes and yeah. everything. Like as a young, as a, like yeah. a one year old, and and uh that shit i was almost gonna use it for like album cover or something but i didn't want to i don't want to catch hell of heat i'm like everybody (laughs) knows i'm a niner fan fan. but i I fuck with the raiders though yeah for sure there was one point uh years back where when charles woodson was on the raiders who was like my favorite player growing up i wore number 24 you know cornerback all that even in baseball yeah 24 ken griffey jr that was my shit but uh when he was on the team my mom was working for like a um some company that did like the tele like the yeah. communications from yeah. the field to the like the headsets and stuff yeah. and so they would get free tickets mm. and uh i remember going to hell i went to more raiders games than niners oh, games and they were fun. hella fun too yeah. we were like right by the black hole NFL and, games, man. yeah so i was you know i love that shit um there was a game where uh, metallica came and did like a free concert in the parking lot damn yeah in oakland yeah the playoffs i think it was against the jets it was like legendary, bro. Yeah. They pulled up in um, you anybody out there, Raiders fans or yeah. Bay Area hist- historians, you'll you'll yeah. know this one. There might be videos. They pulled up in a um eighteen wheeler, that was like I don't remember. It didn't. I don't think it said Metallica or anything. It was yeah. just like a random eighteen wheeler, and all of a sudden dropped the dropped the side, and it was a whole mm-hmm. fucking rock concert. Metallica is like legendary yeah, Bay Area yeah. shit. Yeah, like, that was pretty dope. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find that clip and put it in. Um, that's what's up that was before camera phones so I don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) well I I definitely agree sports is very um, is a good form of bondage for for families you know what I'm saying it it is bring people together and as you said it also breaks people apart but I do see a lot of um, like I don't I don't like it's not like how I used to when I used to spend hella time watching sports I love it don't get me wrong I love it but I just don't got the time like how I used to. I was trying to build my own franchise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trying yeah. to build my own franchise. I have a homie, uh, shout out, you know, RJ, homie from, you know, West of Sea and all my, my, my childhood. We could get into that, all, all the dope stories from back in the day. But I remember he used to say, we would get in fights like with our friends and yeah. shit. Who's the best running back? Who's yeah. this? Who's that? And that fool was the first one that I remember saying, they don't pay me. Yeah, facts. Yeah. And I and that always stuck with me. And he's like, fuck y'all. Like, they ain't paying me. I'm not about to fucking fight y'all over this bro, shit. I'll that, whoop your ass first oh before, like, God, you know. I feel like that shit just stuck with me. And then I'll, I'll be telling that to other people too. They'd be fighting. And I'm like, bro, they don't pay they you. What are you tripping they about? They got a no residual income check from this shit. They should, though. Yeah, they should. I think the Packers do something like that. Stock. Well, I think because uh, 
I think the taxes from Wisconsin pay for, or they have a dope. I think it's the city either Packers owns, or the Bears or something. The city or the state owns the Green Bay Packers franchise. But I think it's like tax dollars stock. It. It's like where like hella it, fans have percentage ownership in the Packers. I believe some it. shit. Somebody like told me the tax thing, so I figured that would make sense. So and uh, that stadium, what's it called? Like the fam- Lambeau Field, right? Yeah. That shit is in like a suburban neighborhood. Yeah. It's kind of dope. Like when they yeah, do flyovers, it's, it's just town. like in a, oh, straight up. It's hella different. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Um, sports, sports, sports. Yeah, you know, we can go in. Um, I think uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you earlier is like, why is uh, music so important to you? Because it, it seems like, you know, no matter what is in your path, bit like, you know, or work, family, you know, the yeah. youth, like you always make time for music. Yeah, like, why man. is this so important to you? I didn't. I guess I didn't know it like coming up or whatever. But now that you say that, and I've had like time to reflect on on it all, um, just like growing up, you know, I grew. I I don't think I had like a musical household. Like I yeah. didn't have like any relatives that played sport or played uh, instruments or anything. But uh, like yeah, Grandpa had a um, big record collection, mm. and so that was always going. And uh, like hella obscure, like kind of world music, all types of shit. And then um, I had like my godparents, uh, the Nehars on the east side, where I would go like every weekend. And that exposed me to a lot of like mariachis and like just like classic kind of uh, uh, Mexican music and mm. all types of other other um, music genres. And and like I was, they were big on James Brown. Yeah. And like James Brown was one of the like godfathers of the godfather of funk, godfather of soul that like mm. leaked into hip hop. Mm. And I think just being exposed to cats like James Brown or like George Clinton, uh, Parliament Funkadelic, cats who branched off, you know, who ended up like creating the tr- family tree that hip hop mm-hmm. came from. Mm-hmm. Being exposed to that as a kid just opened the door to like um, just not being stuck in like, yeah. oh, this is what I like yeah. because I had like my mom, like I said, my mom was was young and uh, they were exposing me to like at the time, like all the grunge shit, like Nirvana and yeah. like all the Sublime and mm. like those bands were popping. But also at the same time, it was Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Tupac, yeah. mm. Bone Thugs. Like th- that's like if I would include those three with Nirvana and Sublime. Mm. And James Brown as like my like that's that's yeah. kind of what makes Daffo Al as like a music mm-hmm. head. And then um when I was in middle school, I had a couple homies who would do like battles of the bands stuff yeah. and they were playing like live instruments, like like a dope band, Solid Chrome, shout out. Mm-hmm. They were called Solid Chrome. They would make like lowrider bike like chrome bikes and shit. Mm-hmm. And like that shit was so dope to me. And then in high school, more cats started at when I was a when I was eighth grade, I used to go to the high school football games, yeah. and there was fools who would be at the games from different schools that would just be ciphering, battle rapping the whole mm. the whole football game, yeah. like under the bleachers or yeah. by the snack shack yeah. and shit. And I was like, I would watch the game, but then I was so like, yeah. that shit was so dope to me. Yeah. There was just a crowd of people, and they'd be roasting each other yeah. and like, you know, uh, just rhyming and shit off the top. Like that was so dope. And then when I got to high school. Um, there was a couple older cats who would do the same shit, like mm. just freestyle and rap at lunch. Mm. And it became a big thing. Like eight mile was yeah. like around that time. Yeah. And uh, everybody, you know, everybody wanted to be Eminem and yeah. shit. <laughs> and like, it was just like, it was dope. And then um, shout out, you know, Ziggy, my boy mm. Zig came from Chicago mm. and he was, his dad was a rapper mm. and he came as like, he was the dopest, like 
10, 11, 12 year old rapper that yeah. I ever knew that I yeah. ever seen. And that fool had already been in the studio yeah. by the time he was like 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And so, and that was the homie. And so he kind of inspired all of us to start rapping. Yeah. And then, um, like I said, RJ, my boy, uh, he was he started rapping with the Solid Chrome. Mm -hmm. It was like a live band, mm -hmm. and they would do battle of the bands, and they would play at lunch at in the quad, and they were doing covers of like Rage Against the Machine and like shit like that. And then that shit just like lit my fire. And then I started going to hella concerts. Mm -hmm. I used to go to the Catalyst in Santa Cruz like every yeah. weekend. Yeah, we seen like everybody that ever came through the catalyst all the underground shit mm. and then at one point snoop dogg came to the catalyst yeah. with like corrupt and everybody yeah yeah and uh that shit was so dope we treated that like prom like we bought yeah. like we got like hotels and shit <laughs> in santa cruz after yeah. the show yeah. that fool had like big ass weed plants on stage and yeah. like it was just like a whole ass experience mm -hmm. and then uh yeah going to hella concerts um where else did i used to go yeah the catalyst um, then I ended up going to like, this is like towards the end of high school, started going to um, all the Rock the Bells yeah. and the Pay Dues like mm -hmm. festivals mm -hmm. and, and SoCal. We would go down, we would drive down to SoCal and buy the VIP pass and meet all the rappers mm -hmm. and, and all that. And I just became like so infatuated with that shit. And um, my my senior year actually had a, a injury in football and I, I kind of like wrote it out. I was supposed to have surgery and I just like wrote it out all year. And then I had it. I ended up having surgery after senior year, so like almost a year after my initial injury, mm. and that shit put me down for a minute. And I was like in bed, and that was like the first time I like stopped and like yeah. slowed down. It was like sports year round for like mm. ten years. Mm. And then once I had that surgery, I actually had a. I was like in a wheelchair for a little bit yeah. and like all types of shit. Mm. And I had homies who were starting to rap and shit at that time more seriously. Mm. And, and I had a homie, uh, Shiloh, rest in peace, who would come, I would be like sleeping all on pain meds and shit. And this fool would come knock on my window in my bedroom with a little beat machine and a microphone and shit. And he would be like, well, bro, look what I'm working on. Look yeah. what I'm, and it was like love for hip hop, yeah. like right then and there. And I, and, uh, I started like tagging and like just, you know, mm. getting all into hip hop and shit. Like, like, like I'm gonna do this like for me now, yeah. like my way, my voice. Uh, my rhymes and I started I had homies that were in the studio and honestly like I thought I could do it better than them I mm. thought I could like I need to get up in there too and yeah. so I started like inviting myself to sessions and getting in mm. there and um and I, I had that time to sit down and reflect and sit with myself and the way I was able to like transmute it and express it and mm. heal was through writing and through poetry and hip-hop mm. and even before that in like fifth and sixth grade I had a um I had a teacher, an English teacher, who we did like a poetry workshop and I got hella into it. And she like inspired me and was like telling me that I could get published mm -hmm. and like this and that. And and um, that stuck with me. And and even, yeah, before high school, uh, me and a couple of the kids on the block would uh, would write rhymes. Yeah. Like we would just write raps about people in class and shit, like mm. about girls and like just little diss raps and stuff. We yeah. never, I don't think we ever rapped them out loud. Yeah. It was just like a thing, like come over. I was a fool who would like come over to my house. I'll play, I'll play beats and give everybody papers yeah. <laughs> and pens and shit. Like, all right, write, write your raps. Yeah, and then yeah. we would like spit them to each other or whatever. Yeah. But then yeah, fast forward years after, like I think I was 17 when I first got in the studio. Mm. Um, I graduated, I was like, went through school kind of young. Like did that, like I started kindergarten young or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I graduated when I was 17, got in the studio shortly after that. Um, and then just, bro, yeah, I had that, had that 
Yeah, that itch, drive, bro. Yeah. I had to, I had to go get it, and then I had to. Luckily, bro, it was crazy. We had a homie whose dad had like some small tech startup mm-hmm. um, in in Campbell. Yeah, and part of their business was recording uh like transcripts for websites and shit interesting so he had a mic and a whole like pro tools computer like setup yeah and so they would be in there till like five every day in the office hours and then we would go in and go overnight till Mm. like the next morning yeah and that's you know we started that's when we started everybody started drinking yeah partaking and all that and so we were we were up in the studio in the studio it's basically this guy's office (laughs) all night and then and then that you know all the early shit was whack. You look back on it, it's like, yeah. that shit's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of whack. Yeah. But we put out a couple tapes, a couple demos or whatever. And then um, and I uh, I ended up putting out like a, my first solo project after we had done like three group things with Ziggy and RJ mm-hmm. and all the homies. Uh, West of Sea Entertainment was like our little label. And we did hella shows, bro. It was sick because we had um, a bunch of homies who... And, and all types of people, girls, whatever, who would go to different colleges, like all through California, even mm-hmm. into Arizona, and, you know, bless them yeah. for their collegiate journeys or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but they got to invite us as rappers and, yeah. and a band or whatever to go on our first little tours. Mm. And so we did, we did um, all the way from Humboldt State to, you know, uh, uh, Chico, we went to Chico all the time because one of our producers ended mm-hmm. up going to Chico. So we'd do these fat ass crazy yeah. parties in Chico, yeah. like like seas like bigger biggest shit I've ever done to yeah. this day. Yeah, at that time in Chico, like a sea of people, yeah. like you, like crazy shit, crazy stories, bro. Uh, they have like a river, mm-hmm. a, a Labor Day river float, mm-hmm. and like Jay Stalin and all them were there, mm-hmm. and like they would be on a boat doing concerts and shit. Damn. Like, shit like you think back on it like well, this is crazy and we would go yeah to like santa barbara uh san diego state mm-hmm. um hella shit in between i'm, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. all the way down and then we had a homie that was in arizona that mm-hmm. went to asu actually it's crazy he was there when james harden was there oh shit. And he would tell us that actually what's crazy is the homie who went to san diego state mm-hmm. was there with Kawhi leonard oh yeah and the other homie who went to asu was there with james harden yeah and and so at that time they were like you know shit yeah and mm-hmm. so we would go and we would try to go to the games and so yeah, we'd go to the football him. games yeah. or whatever deshaun jackson was at cal yeah, and we'd yeah, go yeah. for i was like that was my shit cal yeah, yeah. that cal football team with deshaun jackson and oh, yeah. and, and marshawn lynch mm-hmm. and nate longshore and yeah. aaron Rodgers and all those fo- and uh, they had hella dope players Crazy like, that roster. was the that was the main the probably the most i ever got into college a uh, college football team yeah. it was like that team yeah but it was so dope bro like doing all the touring and uh we did that for a few years mm-hmm. and then yeah i put out a solo tape uh called full blown mm-hmm. and and you can tell from my solo projects like that first one damn near the whole project was like about smoking weed it was like <laughs> yeah. it was called full blown and i'm all looking all stoned and shit on the cover as a cartoon it's it kind of stupid i i actually tried to I think I tried to take that one off the internet yeah. after a while just because there was only a few songs on there that I could really still stand behind yeah. as an adult. Mm-hmm. And then and then, um, and then, then I had a, a, after a few years went by, I had a homie, like my best friend growing up who passed away um, when I was like 23, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first person that was hella close to me that, that I lost, yeah. that I grew up with. This dude, I'm talking like, everything you know like he was a a couple years older than me and so he would be giving me rides every day like parties the whole shit he was hella if any rest in peace stefan fowler choo choo fowler if anyone played football around that time in san jose like you definitely knew that fool 
he was he was raw. Mm. Um, little little white boy running back that yeah. was like the sickest. Yeah, yeah. A little uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, a little like McCaffrey. That. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> McCaffrey came to the Niners, we me and the homies were like, bro, that's Choo Choo right there. <laughs> um, but uh, when he passed away, that wasn't the second time. The in my injury being the first time. Yeah. But when he passed away, that was the second time where I really had to sit down. Yeah. And kind of went through a dark like. That was the first time I ever knew what like depression was, yeah. or, like shit like that. Yeah. Like, really sat with that for a minute, and then that is each time I had those setbacks. That's kind of what opened the door. Like the injury mm. was the door that opened up to music, mm-hmm. and then um, um, Stefan passing away was the door that opened up to me to spirituality and mm. getting into like healing, meditation, mm. uh, yoga. Mm. Uh, just all the mental health stuff yeah and um then you can tell because my next album was called moment of silence mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a moment of silence about a death kind of thing it was more of like a moment of silence like a meditation like yeah. let me sit with it for a yeah. second mm-hmm. sit sit with your emotions sit mm-hmm. with the shit that you're um trying to process uh, process and so that was that project and then um all in between i was doing collabs and this and that mm-hmm. and then um Last year, I put out a project called Homeboy, mm. which was like my my third solo album, which was completely like pandemic inspired mm. yeah. kind of thing. Like I wrote it all through the pandemic, mm-hmm. and if you listen to the project, it's all has like skits and shit, mm. like all related to what we were going through yeah. in the streets during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, took a while to get out because I did a whole a whole promo run with yeah. the dioramas and the I little remember, homies yeah. like we we went all in for that one it was pretty sick i had it had the team around me that was helping me with set design yeah. and all of that if you look up um that full owl homeboy on uh, youtube or whatever you'll see a mm-hmm. bunch of cool videos <clears throat> and um right now yeah now i'm gonna get into my next album uh it doesn't really have a title yet but it's pretty much written so i'm excited about that and and i think yeah the music will always kind of evolve mm-hmm. to represent where I'm at mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't even know what the question was. Why is <laughs> why is music the backbone of like what I do? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah that that way to like let it out. Yeah, like whatever you're going through and like <clears throat> whatever you're experiencing in life, if you don't express that shit, if you don't yeah. get it out, transmute it, turn it into something. Yeah, whether it be a lot of folks work out, mm-hmm. get their shit out in the weight room. Yeah, a lot you know athletes. Um, mm-hmm. Some people pour it into their nine to five, yep. which could be good, which also maybe could be unhealthy. Yeah, uh, everything sure. could be unhealthy if you do it too much. Yes, anything sure. honestly. So yeah, music's just my way of like getting it off and like mm. expressing myself, and then having dope teachers and dope elders and dope people that I looked up to all along the way that were encouraging me and telling me, hey, "You got a gift, you got a talent." Like um, even just people. I remember the first time people would start hitting me up on the internet randomly, mm. like myspace days like oh this song did this for me or like these Mm. lyrics did this and that and like it wasn't a lot it wasn't much i didn't Mm. get hella streams or anything but just those few interactions that i had with people let me know like damn i'm onto something Mm -hmm. and then these last few years i you know going i can't really go around too too much too long without somebody stopping me or Mm. saying oh al what's up or yelling out the car or whatever and like Mm. all of that shit and i say it very humbly and like you know uh that shit is hella inspiring yeah and like any anybody out there musician or whatever if you have somebody that you're watching and that you're following and that you fuck with 
don't be afraid to show love yeah and and tell them mm -hmm. that they're on the right path and tell them that what they're doing is doing something for you because mm -hmm. that shit can go further than a dollar for sure yeah well two things well first and foremost i appreciate your appreciation for hip-hop i mean Ooh. like you you've embraced hip-hop in so many different facets in your life and you've like learned from it you've like got inspired inspiration from it you've created from it uh -huh. and it speaks because like this is just a good illustration of like why the genre of hip-hop in particular has raised a lot of people in our generation you know what i'm saying especially for ones that come from situations where we might not have those uh influences or those role models like hip-hop was that role model you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying or it was that blueprint to like Straight up. start shit so i definitely recognize Freedom that with, with just you and your stories that you were telling because um I, I relate with them um, and I have my own versions of them as well yeah. through hip hop. So I think that's that's super dope. And it's really um, fascinating to hear that perspective of you as an artist um, yeah. to, to get a better understanding. And um, the second thing I was going to say was, um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. It was right after you the last thing you said. Hip hop. Oh, showing love. Going there further go. than a dollar. That right there is important too um, because there's so many people in San Jose specifically, right? There's so many people in this this like lane of creating now, you know what I'm saying? Mm. From business to artists, musicians to, you know, people creating canvas art, murals, like so many different things. And we, we can all feed off each other's energy, you know, and I, I support. If I see someone doing some dope shit, and then, like, it's very, like, dope, I'm going to let them know. Mm -hmm. Especially if it, if it impacts me in a certain way where I'm like, damn, that's a great idea. Or, like, wow, I never even knew, like, it would be and we're in, like that. we're in positions to help those people, too. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, booking so many acts over these last few years. And even before that, that's what I was doing, hosting open mics yeah. and, and just trying to put people on all the time. If yeah. I win, we win. You know, yeah, like, easy. if I'm in, we're all in yeah. type shit. And uh, what I was going to say to that was that, I, something that I do take pride in is for sure, for sure, you could ask anybody, you could never say I didn't do this. I'm always trying to get artists paid. Mm. Everything that I do, everything oh, yeah, that no, I- that's true. Everything that I- <laughs> I was advocated plenty of occasions. <laughs> everything that I collab with as far as like my album artwork yeah. or merch or shows, yeah. flyers, anything that I can do, I'm never outsourcing that shit to- yeah the internet to somebody mm. I never met. Mm. Everything that I do, I'm trying to, even I don't have a lot to offer, even yeah. if it's, you know, $50, $100, whatever. Yeah. Just that gesture of keeping the art alive. Yeah. Bro, I'm always trying to support artists in yeah. one way or another, whether it's getting you a look or helping, having you help me and we yeah. help each other or putting you in this play that I'm not even a part of, but I just heard about it yeah. or whatever it is. Like, I'm for sure, like, that's something that I'm trying to leave behind. Yeah. It's like definitely... Uh, putting your money where your mouth is yeah. really is what that's that's about mando it's mandatory yeah. and meaning by that is like uh, i think all artists should be paid right i mean that lane of like a career path is not easy because you got to make work that's appealing right for people to want to spend money on you and yeah. secondly you got to perform and third like you're investing your time your energy into creating something out of nothing basically the the thoughts in your mind yeah so it's like it's beautiful yeah it's it's all it's, it's all beautiful stuff so i think um our artists deserve to get paid yeah e even if it's not monetary like resources something that shows the respect of like them yeah. participating you know what I'm straight saying? up um but yeah no that's big man Be before we get off the music thing i did i did want to shout out debug yeah because debug does a million amazing things i just rode my bike past there yesterday yeah and i and um I was 
saying how like, bro, this is such a valuable resource to have in mm -hmm. a community as mm -hmm. a place like Debug, where it's like a hub for activism and, mm -hmm. and innovation and problem solving and all the shit, right? Um, from a small local scale to like worldwide shit that they do. Mm -hmm. But I'm shouting them out on the music tip because after I left the little Campbell, like West Side, mm -hmm. my first music like taste, the first studio that I got in down in the downtown scene and mm -hmm. the greater San Jose scene was in the basement of Debug. Oh, word. And I didn't know that they had like music mm -hmm. shit going on there, but mm -hmm. then I was able to connect with artists like, you know, Andrew Biggs, mm -hmm. Cola, Malcolm, mm -hmm. all those kind of cats. Mm -hmm. And they were running a studio out of the basement of Debug. Wow. And so. And what year was this? Like, I don't even know, 2010, 2009, mm. maybe. So real San Jose history. Then. Yeah, and, yeah, and there's a video out there. Speaking of old, embarrassing shit, <laughs> there is a video out there of me and Andrew Biggs and Cola. Um, I don't even know what the song was called, but there's a music video of us in the basement at Debug, and just a random memory is we filmed a video that was hella dope in yeah. the basement yeah. with the real camera and da-da-da, whatever, and then somehow that was before everything was so easy yeah. somehow the shit got deleted um, and then we had to redo it but we were already like burnt by the time we redid it yeah. so it's like hella half-assed yeah but i that's just a random memory about that song and i was but, gonna share the san jose but yeah i just man. wanted it i remember on the way over here i was like oh i gotta shout out debug at least for that yeah because they do so much dope shit but just having a studio in their space was yeah amazing that's huge, man. Community needs resources, and and the if the community can be the resource, that's even bigger. Mm. You know, we all we got. Mm. That's something we always say. And I think, um, I, I you know, big shout out to Debug. I've gone to them for some resources in yeah. the past, um, and it seems like they're still doing amazing work for. Yeah, the I haven't kept up with them lately, but I do have a few homies who who work there, or ha who have worked there yeah. off and on throughout the years, mm -hmm. and yeah, they do so much dope stuff for for the youth and and. Uh, kids of that have incarcerated parents mm -hmm. also they're on the front lines for um san jose santa clara county people who have been murdered mm. by police yeah and and by uh, uh sheriffs and by yeah. law enforcement mm -hmm. you know they're the ones that give a voice to those families who yeah. have lost people from police violence and um as we found out you know 2020 um the whole you know covid and and, and george floyd and all the protests mm -hmm. of debug was leading the cause in san jose yeah to give voices to people mm -hmm. at all the rallies and the protests and everything so yeah that was huge that was a, a big moment and that's that's all what in, what went into my last album homeboy mm -hmm. was all those experiences mm -hmm. and debug was central to that for sure that's what's up man yeah. i appreciate you uh you know giving a spotlight to the community when it's needed um big shout out to debug um there's a lot of stuff man there's a lot of stuff that you're doing, bro, and a lot of a lot of uh, in the debt perspective that you have because I feel like you're a very like you you digest shit. You gotta like understand yeah. all angles of the situation. Digestion. Yeah. But I think it's important. That's how everything should be approached. You know, yeah. uh, we live in a society where everything is just like I gotta get mm. I gotta get here done. I gotta go work. I gotta go do this. Yeah. Everything is just all about money and all Quick. that. And it's like. You know, sometimes I have to step up, I have to step back out of it because I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm doing all these great things, but like, what's the goal here? Yeah. Like, what am I gonna? What's the outcome? Uh -huh. Like, once I get there, am I gonna be happy when I'm there? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. I have to remind myself, am I gonna be happy? Yeah. At the end of the day, it seems like, uh, within the entertainment space and like musicians and whatever you know, whatever yeah. entrepreneurs, yeah, it seems like people are a little bit more aware 
of what you would traditionally call like meditative yeah. practices as far as like reflecting and just yeah. being looking you know yeah. looking into the future and, mm -hmm. and reflecting on your past and sitting in the moment mm -hmm. and not being in a rush all the time mm -hmm. it seems like with cats like j cole and yeah. and and the kendricks and all of that yeah. and within the last five to ten years they've planted a lot of seeds for people to like kind of slow down and think yeah. about shit a little yeah. bit more as i've evolved from that to more of a like spiritual kind mm. of uh conscious person yeah i've always been very aware and like particular about how i express those things mm. especially on songs because you don't ever really want you don't want to be like preachy yeah you don't want to like yell at people and tell them yeah. to eat their vegetables and all that <laughs> like on the track <laughs> no one, wa shit, no one wants to listen to that no nah, yeah so yeah. and there is dope rappers who do that yeah. i had a line on a song before where i was kind of i wasn't taking a shot but i i i said something about immortal technique mm -hmm. where i i don't even remember what the line was but yeah. it, i always used to say it at my concerts and shit but i would say something about like how you don't want to be or like people don't want to hear that shit yeah. all the time you know yeah. even though it turns out immortal technique is super dope yeah. and like people do love that shit yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just my point of like you never want to like just press the issue so hard you got to just open the door mm -hmm. let people come as they will yeah. and i think at, like as i had my awakening or my enlightenment or whatever as i was going through after my homie passed away um once i got real health conscious and mm -hmm. real like like clear-minded and was mm -hmm. able to like see things before they happen and type shit mm -hmm. i was always trying to like rush my family into that or like mm -hmm. rush my friends into into that path also and that's the worst thing you could do yeah that's the worst thing you could do because <laughs> you'll get so mad at your family and at your best friends because yeah. they don't see shit the way you see it oh yeah they don't see how unhealthy that food is they don't yeah. see how unhealthy this habit is or whatever mm -hmm. and so a big thing for me was learning to to just lead by example kind of thing yeah but uh the analogy is like being the um the buoy or like the lighthouse out mm -hmm. there in the water mm -hmm. like keep your light on keep floating yeah keep keep it in people's vision mm -hmm. but you don't got to rush to them because yeah. eventually if it's months or years down the road they're gonna see you happy mm -hmm. they're gonna see you healthy and when they're ready then they're gonna come to you mm -hmm. and ask how you did that yeah or why are you always happy why are you this way mm -hmm. and then when they're curious then you can flood them with all the shit yeah because then they're gonna be ready to receive it mm -hmm. but when someone's in there and their bad habit or in their darkness mm -hmm. the last thing they want is somebody to fucking tell them how wrong they are and shit yeah. you know that don't help nobody so yeah. that was a hard one for me to learn yeah i think that comes with growth though right yeah. like you know you learn that people learn at their own pace like, yeah. it's not a race it's a marathon people handle shit situations differently i think uh you know the most famous quote is like you can lead a horse to the river but you can't make them drink mm -hmm. so it's kind of like similar exactly right um but i think it's like to your point though it's always good to still lead by demonstration when they're ready they know who to call yeah right so that's what's up man and i do think um the actions you take and what you're doing music and as a teacher and as a community servant, I think the example is very there, you know what I'm mm, saying? So just keep you. doing what you're doing, man. Um, you know, people eventually like they look for ways to better themselves. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I always try to push is like, for me is like, I want to be the best version of myself. What yeah. does that look like? Uh, workout wise, I want to have discipline. You know, I want to eat better. I want to build a business that not only is sustainable, but it, it creates jobs for yep. people in my community. Um, that's all I've really been preaching since I've been starting and I want to keep that um, and staying committed to it. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
But yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, I do want to give you an opportunity because uh, we are getting close to conclusion here um, for you to address the audience, for the people that made it this far into the podcast hey, to listen to your story and talk about all the stuff that you've gone through and, and you know what I'm saying, just the art of vision of what you've you know created so far. Yeah. Um, what's something you want to tell the audience of maybe someone's an artist, maybe someone is a community servant, maybe someone is a teacher as well who has a secondary passion that wants to make extra time like what's some advice you could share to the people that made it this far man i don't even know bro to be honest yeah authenticity man like Mm -hmm. just just really try to just maintain that Mm -hmm. some type of that childhood uh uh joy Mm. or like innocence not even innocence but just like the joy of doing shit for the first time yeah. or the joy of discovering your favorite yeah. this your favorite that um uh there was something that just reminded me when i when i was getting into like spirituality and and whatever uh uh there was a quote something about like a puppy like you mm-hmm. look at how a puppy is always excited about shit mm-hmm. and is always like ready like you gotta look like that you got to look at life like that yeah like don't don't worry about what could happen or what yeah. should happen you got to be that puppy that's yeah. always excited yeah. to do whatever the thing is yeah. even the the dishes yeah or <laughs> the shit you don't want to do like you yeah. still like puppies are always hyped up about shit true like that's a big one i learned learn a lot i personally learned a lot from nature mm. so when i got into like gardening and and the urban agriculture stuff mm. bro i learned so much about our own community and about society just from the garden Mm -hmm. and spending time in nature take your shoes off Mm -hmm. get connected to the earth that will teach you everything you need to know Mm. straight up just about diversity and about um companionship Mm -hmm. and about the seasons and about um the elements and about history and about just all of it bro because there's a, a um like cause and effect yeah just like you do this this happens you don't True. do this that mm-hmm. don't happen mm-hmm. um so all that and then um yeah nature uh uh there was a, a quote i heard the other day that was pretty dope it was, uh, it was like a chinese proverb i think and they're saying like the uh the person who who blames everybody has a long way to go mm-hmm. the person who blames themselves mm-hmm. is halfway there yeah the person who who doesn't blame anybody has arrived Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuck with me because it's like everybody always wants to be the victim yeah Yeah, all these people are always like oh they did this or they didn't let me in they didn't let me rock they ain't listening to me they can't like stop being the victim yeah you know like if you can that's a big one right there yeah those are my three yeah be a be a puppy yep learn from nature Mm -hmm. and stop victimizing yourself and I think there was four. The first one was, was just four. authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah, was just, just don't those be are afraid. All solid. Yeah, don't be afraid Very to be yourself. Solid, bro. No fear. Those fear, are, fear don't live here. <laughs> those are four different promo reel, reels right there. Oh and just in the ending. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh I think you hit it really well, man. I don't even want I don't even want to add anything else to that shit. That's how good it was. Yeah. Um, but purity. I think that's purity. I, I think I'm saying that word weird. Yeah, but. pure. It's pure is what I want to say. That's hella funny because we had a but song. I say purity. I'm I like, think purity. the homies did a song called Pure before, yeah. and we always would laugh. Like, we would pure. 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 Like, like, the way word, the homie said yeah. it on the hook was like, pure. pure. Yeah. Purity. Like, that's like a, yeah. weird, a weird word. But pure. It's, it's the only way I can describe what you mean by the whole puppy thing because it's like, you know, 
I used to work at the mall and shit. I used to be hella excited about fucking greeting people. Mm. And to some people, they were like, fuck, man, I got to go talk to people, yeah. strangers. Like, I, I don't want to do that. But yes. I would just find excitement. Find joy in the little yeah. day-to-day things or you're going to end up hating your life. Yeah, bro. Like, you got to, you got to, you, uh, shout out homeboy Harv. Yeah. My, big homie Harv, he just moved to L.A. actually, but mm. a San Jose legend, you know. Yeah. He has a thing where he says every morning when he wakes up, he high fives himself. <laughs> he, he, I, 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 I never seen it but i could yeah. just picture him waking up like hey right, bro, but like up? just be happy to just yeah. wake up and yeah. breathe bro you know yeah. how it feels when you're sick and you're congested and you can't breathe yeah and you're like god damn i would do anything to be able to breathe out of my nose right now yeah. but we take that shit for granted every yeah. day like that's just an example like the little things yeah matter bro because they all those little habits and those little parts of your day that is yeah. so easy to overlook that's what makes up the 80, 90% of your being. Yeah. It's only those random big things that happen every once in a while yeah. that you want to define yourself off of. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. Define yourself off of how you wake up. How do you, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you go to sleep? Mm-hmm. What, who do you, what creator do you, what relationship do you have with the creator? Mm-hmm. What, how honest are you with yourself? Yeah. You know, like that type of stuff is really what makes up how you're going to be viewed and perceived and how you're going to impact you know the community mm-hmm. so yeah take that time to really get right with yourself so that you can serve others that's that's kind of what i've been on and be grateful motherfucker Ooh. <laughs> yeah no that's the yeah, sum it gratitude. up gratitude be grateful gratitude, yes. gratitude yes. dictate altitude and i think Ooh. it's attitude but, you know. gratitude um yeah there was a couple things i used to always tell tell the homies that were kind of like looking asking for advice and shit i forget the third one but it was gratitude service mm-hmm. i forget the third one but gratitude is like will get you so far. Yeah. And then service, like do shit for people. Yeah. Like go out and like volunteer for stuff. Like yeah. put yourself in positions to be of service. Mm-hmm. There's been so many people that have had a hand in getting you to where you're at. Mm-hmm. The least you could do is turn around and serve. Like get somebody up. Get out you, man. Yeah. Get the assist. Go to oop. And there's probably one more in there. If you know what it is, drop it on the comments on the YouTube. And also, if you made it this far, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel on Spotify, on iTunes, the Emlyn Podcast, hosted by your boy BQ. Al, thank you so much mm, for being Big love, big was, love. This and follow that overdue. fool Al. Follow that fool yeah, Al. Follow that fool Al. Follow Heart Workers Union. Yeah. And follow Culture Night Market because who yes, knows, sir. you might see Al there. Yeah, we got a bunch of events coming yep. up to end the summer. Um, I got to, by the time this comes out, I'm yeah. going to have a, another new song called Offerings with the music video that's mm, going to be dropping. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to get back into the music a little bit and yes, sir. Come, come with the, with the next phase. Yes, sir, yeah. man. Continue doing great things, man. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. It ain't exclusive. It ain't an Emlyn exclusive. It's your boy BQ and we out. Blah. Peace. Yes, sir. That was a-